Welcome to the 320 Podcast, where we encourage you to reach for the immeasurably more life with Christ. From discussions on scripture, to poetic messages, to dreaming big with Jesus, you will enjoy a variety of episodes brought to you by Shelley Wilson Ministries. To find out more about Shelley Wilson Ministries and the many resources available to you, please visit our website at www.shelleywilsonministries.org. How many times have we read about Moses? The majority, when we think about Moses, we're going to talk about the Red Sea, or we're going to talk about... A lot of times, you know, the, him, plagues. He, the plagues, him pulling the, the people out of Egypt and all of that. Or mm-hmm. being found in the, the, Ten Commandments. the, the river right. and how he was found and taken yeah. care of. Right. Yeah. The baby. The big the big things that we we, we call those the big things. Not the little yeah. things. Mm-hmm. But that are the big things. That's yes. right. Yeah, exactly. Go. And so that's what I just haven't even, even I've read the first five chapters over and over and over. I can't even get past chapter five. Yeah. Because it's it just kind of when God reveals something important to His heart, mm-hmm. which is what has ha- I believe has happened is I feel like He was like Shelly, I need you to see mm-hmm. that these are the these are the I'm, I'm calling out the deliverers. Yeah, you know, I think that's so evident in everything that we have experienced, experienced and been seeing in mm-hmm. this last year. Right. Yeah, especially oh, this wow, last yes. year. Yes. of deliverance and how important that is and that um, it's necessary and being aware of it just in our groups, especially like in our group, my group, right, of the women of being mm-hmm. delivered from the hurts and the, the, the lies that uh, bind them. Mm-hmm. You know, it is so necessary, mm-hmm. so necessary to have yeah. that deliverance and understanding of it more than, because the majority of us really don't have a true understanding no. mm-hmm. of deliverance. Right. And, and, so when I think of you, Lynn, in your Bible study, to me, that's you're delivering people. Because mm-hmm. I have said, um, I titled this message, The Heart of a Deliverer, which is about Moses. And um, we see that the deliverer was in Moses way before he heard the call. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is the case with all of us. Mm-hmm. We just don't realize it. Uh, and we all, as born-again believers, are deliverers in some capacity. Yes. Right. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So for you, I see because I know some of your stories of how excited the women are to to study. I actually study for themselves the word. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, to me, you're delivering them from, uh, in a lot of cases, lukewarmness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're delivering them from um, even the the law. Mm, right? Yes. Okay. Um, the bondage of the law into the freedom in Christ through through the studying and reading mm-hmm. of His Word. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found a new joy in in digging Mm -hmm. treasure Mm -hmm. out of the word. Um, and that really, I mean, that's amazing. It it really is. And and, And I didn't even really think of it that way to some degree. And I really didn't. mm -hmm. So when you put it that way, it's like, Oh, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. you know, Oh, okay. That's what you were doing all this time. Okay. Yeah. The side yeah. just like we we're talking about when you reading this and when we read something new, how it, it just it stirs us in excitement we get it about does. it and, and the connection that we have with God over this new stuff that's revealed. It's right. so important. Right. And um and it's it's new stuff, but it's not new stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's just that which we read over because sometimes we read as it's a ritual. Um and that's not a bad thing. But but there are times when God He's revealing Himself mm-hmm. 
in a way that you've never seen before. And, mm -hmm. and that's, uh, there was a few years ago um, when I had looked at this one scripture in Exodus and um, it was, let me look here, chapter two, verse 11. And now it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. Mm -hmm. Now, there was a couple weeks there, and this has been probably a couple years, but I looked at that scripture and went, oh, whoa. He went out and looked at the burdens of his brethren. He went out. He went out. There's several <laughs> things in there we could pick apart, right? He went out. Yeah. Yeah. And we talk about a lot on this show how the church has become... Uh, inside the four walls, we're continuing to study, 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 but we learn little. Right. In other words, the we're hearers of the word, but we're not, but we're not being doers of the no. word. And Moses went out, and he, he looked saw. upon the burdens of the people. And so, mm -hmm. that was like the my first, you know, thing about Moses having the heart of a deliverer is you have to be willing to look at the burdens of the people. Right. But in, in the Amplified Version, Shelley, which I love, always has um, extra snippets in there. Yeah. And it says when he looked at them, he looked at them with compassion. Mm -hmm. And in our Bible study, we're learning about the, the um, characteristics of Christ and right. how compassionate he was. And, you know, we're not, I don't think we're looking at our fellow countrymen right. or brethren in a compassionate way. Right. And that has, that's an issue. That's mm -hmm. a very large issue. Yeah. And within the church. Right. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before and, and we do believe in healthy boundaries, but we also understand that ministry doesn't end nine to five. You know, it's a seven day a week. There are moments of crisis for people. There are being available all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. really. and, and it's not that we don't have healthy boundaries, but there are times, right, where we know um, it's it's checking on people and make sure they're, they're okay. okay when they're going through things. It's uh, being there in the middle of their crisis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas I have found in the body of Christ, we really don't want to get involved. Yeah. No, we don't. You know, that's it, been my and that's experience. leadership too. Yes, that they leads. just leave you to your own devices, and right. you know, uh, it's been my experience also in yeah. ministry that leaders lead only during the church service, right. and then after the church service. And I'm not talking about anybody in particular. Yeah, I'm just saying that that's been my experience, and that's what I've seen. Right, that's what I've heard from others who have left. Oh, we hear churches constantly going. Yeah. You know, and, and afraid to go into another church for that very reason. Right. You right. know, um, losing losing sight of why they were called to mm -hmm. lead and pastor in the first place. Yeah. Right. It right. becomes a mundane routine. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, that as we're talking about all of us being ministers that right. and gifts, that we, as a church, and, you know, it's both ways there on the people and the leadership, uh, putting everything on the leadership and they're supposed to do everything so all we have to do is go and sit no and that's morning. not true yeah. right and we can't we can't do that either mm -hmm. we're responsible too yeah to go out and use our gifts of what and it minister. is and minister right. mm -hmm. and so i see it that you know we don't encourage the uh, gifts and our callings and mm -hmm. saying this is what you're supposed to do you are the you know the caregiver the uh uh the, the encourager the mm -hmm. visitor and the body doing what it's supposed to do the body's just been encouraged to and 
feels now, okay, I go to Sunday morning, I sit there, I've done my duty, so now I can go and just live my life. I don't have any other responsibilities, Mm -hmm. which is not true. Right, right. Yeah, and we've talked about that at great length Mm -hmm. here that um, part of our assignments is we are to um, try to find the gifts in others. Yes. And it's all equipping. Mm -hmm. We are are to equip, not just to preach to the body of Christ, but to equip equip people. Um, And and not everyone has the same gifts, right? So um, I I think the Lord somehow gave me the gift of being able to see a a gift in somebody, a skill, um, something they don't see. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we all have to work together. He's giving you a a discernment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's how we, you know, found Ruthie with story time with Ruthie. Yes. I heard something extra special on her voice when she read a story. Right. So now she's a storyteller. And not everybody has that gift. Yeah. And, um, but that's why we need each other, right? Because yes. mm-hmm. your gift, I don't have your gift, and I don't have Jan's gift, and so and it takes have... all of us, right. right? It takes all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's keep looking at Moses. I had I had shared with the group Saturday night uh, just three definitions of a deliverer, um, which I feel like really Moses has all of those, and it's one would be a person who rescues you from harm or danger. That would be someone who has the heart of a deliverer. Um, and and the the example I used in that because it just came to my mind I was a lifeguard in high school. When you know that when you have to learn a special technique to rescue a drowning victim, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't, they'll use that. Down. They'll yes. take you down with yes. them. Mm-hmm. So I have shared with y'all Saturday night that being a deliverer is not a bed of roses because it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to rescue an addict from an addiction, they will fight you. Mm-hmm. When we've tried to rescue abusive bu- women abused in marriage, they fight you. Mm-hmm. When when the system tries to rescue kids from abusive parents, they fight. still want to go back home There's to mommy fight. and daddy. Mm-hmm. There is always a fight when you're delivering someone out of abuse, or out of abuse, bondage, mm-hmm. because a lot of times. Sorry, the victims don't even know they're in abuse. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Because it's become their norm. And also because of the change. They're, like you say, they, they know what they're in. Right. But they don't know this out here. And so this is safe. That's not safe. Right. Familiar. Mm-hmm. It's it's familiar. Maybe hurtful. It's what they know. But it's familiar. Mm-hmm. We see it in sex trafficking, right? With the, mm-hmm. the young girls. Um with our friends that, you know, it's very hard for them to come out of that lifestyle and not at some point go back to it, right. even though it's harming them. It's so what they know. It's what they know. Um, and then the second definition is uh, a deliverer is someone employed to make deliveries. And I love that. <laughs> I love it because That's we great. are employed yeah. by the king. Yeah. yeah. To make deliveries. To make deliveries, to, to deposit mm-hmm. something of Jesus in other people's hearts, however that unique way is. Mm-hmm. You through Bible study, Jan through counseling, and we all cross boundaries at times. Exactly. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I could, mine could be poetry or music. So, um, and I love that because mm-hmm. even though this is a secular dictionary I use, it really is parallel to the spiritual, what I would say spiritual, spiritual right. definitions. Mm-hmm. 
And then the third thing is a person who gives up or transfers money or goods. Shelly, when I was there Saturday night and I heard yeah. you say that, mm -hmm. I thought about when Moses' mother, is it Jochebed, gave him up yeah. to save him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. She gave him up. Yes. She yes. delivered him over. She, God had given her, I believe, now it's not in the word, but I believe that God had given her the, had given her a vision or he had instructed know, her, instructed her yeah. to put him in that basket yeah. because she knew he was going to survive. Right. And then the most magnificent thing of all is that when Pharaoh's daughter sees the basket and commands her servant to go get it, Miriam's watching in, mm -hmm. in the reeds or yes. in, mm -hmm. right. But then she says, I'll go find a handmaiden. <laughs> I'll go find a Hebrew yes. woman to nurse him. She goes and gets his own mother. Right. So the mother still was able to raise Moses. Until he was weaned. Yeah. So she got her son back yeah. to know that he was going to still survive right. and live right. and be the deliverer that God had called him to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And even if, because you're right, we don't know what the word says. I mean, the word doesn't really tell us how God led the mama to put him in the basket. We do know that if she hadn't have had the courage to do that, he could have been killed with the other boys. Yeah. Because yeah, they were Pharaoh, talking about the right, they were, they, the midwives remember were commanded to kill the oh, the babies, but they didn't. But the midwives feared God, and they were Egyptian. Yeah, they weren't they Hebrew God. midwives. They feared God, they so feared they God. didn't do it. They didn't do it. No, um, and that goes to show you too that just because government tells you right. to do one thing, if it's yes. contrary to God. In his word, Don't do it. you have to choose between government and God. And they lied to Pharaoh. I love what they said. Well, the Hebrew women are having babies quicker than we can get to them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lie. It right. was a lie to save. Mm -hmm. But right. But what did it say later? That God blessed them. Yes. Yes. For I know. saving I, the Hebrew babies. I know. And I was thinking about that too, even after Saturday night, because, you know, Sometimes you've got to give something up in order to put it in the hands of the Lord and mm -hmm. trust him that he knows what's best. Exactly. You know, yes. and, and that's, she gave up her, a prized possession, mm -hmm. a child for, you know, and I said, I think I said this every night, maybe I didn't, maybe I said it in my head. Not every time you're sold down the river, is it rejection? Right. Sometimes it's protection. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think sometimes we, we get sold down the river by people, you know, that terminology. And it's not, and it's, mm -hmm. it's not to harm us. It's actually to Set keep us safe. Yeah. 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 Well, that's just like adoption. Right. You know, I mean, exactly. he was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. But, uh -huh. you know, some people give up their babies because they want them to have a better life. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they know they can't take care of them. Right. They Which is the ultimate the sacrifice. It's the ultimate sacrifice. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. That's awesome. So when Moses is grown and he looks at the burdens, it mm -hmm. says, and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that way, and when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. Now, I used to look at that. I used to think he buried him in the sand because he was guilt, felt guilty or something. But Because I missed the whole point of the scripture. He knew that if Pharaoh found out because it was one of his Egyptian people that he would kill him. And he he went after him later. We'll talk about that. 
But so here we see the heart of a deliverer already because Moses could have easily kept walking and let that Hebrew man, right. you know, keep getting beaten. But he chose to stand between the oppressor and the victim. One of his mm -hmm. own. He saw yes. the beating of, it says one of his own. Yes. You know, and um, he, he, he took up for his people. And, and you know what, Shelly? When I read that, I thought to myself, wow, if we would just take up for each other. Oh, my gosh. You yes. know, as believers, he saw that one of his brothers, uh, they were in turmoil. They yeah. were in oppression. Oh, my right. goodness. Right. And he went to help. Yeah. And he said, well, you can't do this. Mm -hmm. And he killed him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Right. And it's it's like the whole Exodus 2 um we see the the heart of the deliverer. He fights for the oppressed. Yes, widows and orphans. Ooh, Jan's nodding her head like she's got something right, to say. All right, let's hear it, Jan. Okay, <laughs> different take, but yes, okay. because of I, and I think it's important that we see this because we think, oh, Moses is wonderful. You know, like oh, David is wonderful. You know, we see all these people, but the flaws. Yes, he's not the Moses deliverer of the Egyptians yet because no, I mean look, but look at what he does and this is what's so important to me that God can use even when, when we do something wrong yes and when we're still scared we're not there yet right. he grows us and, and teaches us because later on we know he goes in that 40 years he grows and becomes closer to the Lord it says looking this way and that, that and seeing no one mm -hmm. so Sneaky, huh? well he made sure <laughs> He no, wanted to he wanted to intervene and he saw and this is just me, this is my view, he saw that there was no one looking mm -hmm. and so he wasn't gonna get in trouble, so then he did something. Mm -hmm. He intervened. Whereas later he was brave enough to do it no matter what. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, mm -hmm. that was real important and God knew that and started growing him, but that even if don't get discouraged. And everybody will go, oh, I can't do that. Well, he said, Moses said that too. Mm -hmm. And this was his character at first. Right. And he had that gifting, but God grew it mm -hmm. as he got closer to him. And he had to go through some of these trials and be kicked out from Pharaoh's court yeah. to enable mm -hmm. him to draw closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. But I thought that just hit me right there. Oh, he looked both ways and he saw no one. So then he did something. But someone did see him. Yes, they did. He someone thought. did see him, yes. Yeah, they thought, but he got caught. Absolutely. And and when he did stand up for the oppressed, and I said this the other night, um, when you begin to fight on behalf of the oppressed, mm -hmm. uh, it'll cost you something. Yes, it does. And um, you have to weigh the cost. Either yeah. do you want the cost of doing what's right, or do you want the cost of disobedience? Right. And um, we all have to weigh that. Yes. You know, there is a great cost to doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And, but I believe uh, there's a greater cost to not doing the right thing. Right. Right. There and, and, you know, Shelley, when it talks about him the next day when he sees the two Hebrew men fighting, mm -hmm. this is what, this is what got me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, this is a part that got me because he's telling them, um, you know, why are you, he tells them, why are you hitting on your friend? Mm -hmm. Why are you striking your friend? He says, and who are you? Who made you judge and, and prince? Yeah. You know, uh, are you going to kill me like you killed that Egyptian? <laughs> right. But the thing is, they looked at 
Moses as a as an Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't see him as the Hebrew that he right. was. Yes. Right. Because he truly was Hebrew. Mm-hmm. They didn't see that. Right. And if if I'm a Hebrew slave and I see another Egyptian whom I'm thinking is an Egyptian kill another Egyptian for striking my brethren, right? I'm gonna say a word. Right. I mean, I'm not going to why would I do that? Yeah, what what exactly. was the reason? My my translation says when he looked at the two Hebrew men who were fighting and he said to the one who did the wrong, mm-hmm. why are you striking your companion? Mm-hmm. Anytime you come up against somebody mm-hmm. who is doing wrong, sometimes there's a defense mechanism. That's going to fly up. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's why he challenged him. Yes. I think mm-hmm. because he, he was caught doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that doesn't always go well. No, you're right. Jolly doesn't. You know, and so, um, again, he steps in. Somebody's doing wrong, the heart of a deliverer, and he calls them on it. Yes. And that's the big thing, y'all. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we've kind of been taught in the body of Christ not to challenge things. And if we see another brother treating another brother and or sister, let's talk brethren, uh, treating another one poorly, we really are called to step up. Right. Yeah. Um, and are. so many times, um, and this has happened to me personally, you know, when I was in a situation where, let's say somebody was doing me wrong and people were witnessing it and no one Stepped said a word. And I was on my own to fight the battle. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. And that should not happen because we're called to truth. Right. Which means I say, wait a minute, the way you're treating that brother or sister is not Christ-like. Yeah. Um, the way you're, you know, reacting to this or that, it's not Christ-like. It's yeah. not okay. Uh, let's, th- let's talk about how you're handling this. Let's talk about how you're hurting your brother. You know, but we're taught, it's none of your business. Stay out of it. Stay out of it. Don't slander. Well, that's not slander. Slander is when you tell a lie on somebody. Slander is not when you are telling the truth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, or a half truth. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're talking about calling the truth for what it is. is never slander and That's it's right. never it's wrong. Truth. Yeah. It's never wrong. Right. And I had a counselor say that to me one time. Uh, she said, you know, Shelly, telling the truth is never dishonoring. Right. Not telling the truth, that's dishonoring. Yeah, right. We see it with women in abusive marriages. They don't speak up because they think they're dishonoring their husband. No. Actually, honor mm-hmm. is, tr- is truth. Honor telling is the truth. telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, telling the truth hopefully leads that spouse to repentance. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully. Right. doesn't always. Mm-hmm. We, we see it, unfortunately, doesn't work a lot of times in marriage. Right. Um, but that's the church's teaching, too. Mm-hmm. We don't hold the spouses sometimes accountable, whether it's, me- whether it's the husband or the wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... Anyways, is that, you know, you touched on that, is gossiping, you know, that not entering into that and even with the, oh, they're just gossip, but it, defending that person and shutting that down is so important because right. we don't do that. We just say, oh, if I don't say anything and I just sit here and be quiet, I'm not getting and into it. And I'm a it. good little Christian person. Yeah, right. and that's not right. You need to say, mm, y'all, we need not to. Right. You need to defend the, the weak, and especially mm-hmm. the person who's not there to defend themselves. We just sit there and let them get hurt. and, and Right. And then they're confused. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just like when Jesus, um, when he came, when they were um, getting ready to stone the woman, 
who was caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. You know, he came and, and drew the line in the sand. Yeah. And I'll let you without sin cast the first stone. And they dropped their stones one at a time. Mm-hmm. Here they were getting ready to pour, you know, stone this poor woman. But Jesus stepped up and said, you're not going to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, where's the man? You're ready to get rid of her. But she mm-hmm. was caught. So yeah. so was somebody else involved. Where's he at? Mm-hmm. Well, and that was part of his his breaking what was then tradition. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Deliverance. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Jesus was the ultimate deliverer. Yes, he is. Um, he is. He still is. Was and is, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that leads me to the next one, because we do find in 14, um, like you said, who the, the man says, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Uh do you intend to kill me as you did the Egyptian? So Moses at that point feared, right? He feared because he knew someone saw mm-hmm. him. And surely he says, surely this thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Mm. What is it with Jesus and wells? Oh, yeah. I know. I mean, every, every yeah, time. Yeah. Every time. He's a living water. That's, yeah. a, that's exactly right. <laughs> Um, so 16, and y'all know this is my favorite. This is the third instance where we see the heart of a deliverer, yeah. even before the burning bush, till mm-hmm. before the call of God goes out to Moses. So the heart of God is, is innate. It's there. It's already, he was yes. born with it. Yes, because we see, we know that Psalm 139 says, you know, he, he formed us with his own hands. Yes. Mm-hmm. He fashioned us. Every day was written before we were one day old. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and we talked about this Saturday night where it's not like the Lord goes, hey, Moses, I need some people delivered. I thought, how do you feel about doing it? That's not how this works. Mm-hmm. This is Moses was created for this. Right. No one yes. could have done it. But so that shows exactly. purpose. That shows yes. purpose. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So even before Jesus comes, even before we sit, surrender to the to the Christ we're as Lord, best. Mm-hmm. we're already designed. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're never fulfilled. Predestined. Yes. Yes. It's why we will never be fulfilled until we do what God has made yes. us to, to do. do. And I think welcome. I'm going to change my ter- terminology because I always say what we're called to do. That is true, but we're made to do that mm-hmm. which we are called to do. Right. Um, you can't set. I, I had someone tell me one time, Shelly, give up your Isaac talking about on ministry i said how do you do that how do you separate who you are between who you are and the calling yes you can't it's impossible it's my d it's in your our dna yes it's woven so deeply in us and he knew you can't remove it mm-hmm. and i am uh re- this is required. what we were made to do yes yeah. i'm required to do that which i'm called to do yeah it's not that it's just like oh go ahead and accept the assignment no, I am required. Mm-hmm. He chose me. I didn't choose him. You know, it's like that. Go back, going back to the the um, the midwives. Yeah. When Pharaoh said to them, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on, and they said, you know, that they, they were afraid of God. Mm-hmm. Right. They weren't even Egypt. They weren't even Israelites, but they were afraid of a God. Here, Moses didn't know anything about God because he wasn't raised. Well, let me take that back. Yeah. Because his mother nursed him. Right. So but, she could have easily even poured. So she could have 
easily been pouring that into him, but he probably still didn't know mm -hmm. because here comes the burning bush later. But just to know that those midwives knew who they were and what they were called right. to do. Mm -hmm. right. They knew they couldn't get rid of those Hebrew babies right. because they feared God. Yeah. Even it was on them to save the babies. Because every, every human is made in the image That's of God. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. We hope today's episode has blessed you and encouraged you to pursue Christ passionately. To join us again for more encouragement, equipping, and empowering, subscribe to the 320 Podcast. We would also like to invite you to enjoy our round-the-clock radio station, Royalty for Real Radio for Women, at royaltyforreal.com. That's royalty, the number four, real.com. <laughs>